Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fields well protected. He's in zone. It's Claypool. He threaded it through. Touchdown, Chicago. It is the first touchdown as a bear for Chase Claypool. And Chicago's still alive with six left. Really good concentration at the point of the catch by Chase Claypool because that came right through the outstretched hands of a couple of Buccaneer defenders. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez here with you on a Plumbers 911 Football Friday, presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game Illinois.com. Bears lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27 17. Another weekend of disappointment. Another Monday that starts off a little slower than we'd like. But the good thing is, we got you here on 670 to score. Haw and Grody. And they got a great show for you guys. Dustin Rhodes kicking everything off at 5 o'clock with the pregame show. Then Dan Wiederer jumping on at 644. Olin Krutz and DJ Moore at the top of the 7 and 8 o'clock hour. DJ Moore will be talking to Grody and David Hall this morning. Bernstein and Holmes coming on right after them. Anthony Heron jumping on at 11. Dan Wiederer jumping on at noon. Then Parkinson Spiegel come on. To talk to Mark Grody at four, then Jalen Johnson, as he did all last season, continues his Monday meeting with the fellas right here. So Jalen Johnson at five, DJ Moore at eight. Great football Monday for you lined up at 670 to score. But that's what we're here for, man. We know you got thoughts. We know you got feelings. The Bears lose. You're emotionally invested in them. And we give you the opportunity to talk about that stuff. Let's go to ZZ in Arizona. ZZ. First of all, I appreciate you listening uh, all the way out there. And I think you and I have something in common. We we both like a particular running back. Yes, but I, I, I'm gonna let me make I'm gonna try to be as quick as I can about these points. First of all, the I don't understand when the Bears initially hired Eberflus, and he was a big key with Indianapolis doing well. Why are they having Alan Williams calling plays? This is the first game that Eberflus called plays and the defense gave up 20 points. So it's a step in the – I want to say it's the defense is a step in the right direction if Eberflus calls plays. The second point I want to make is I see what they're doing with Fields. They're trying to develop him into more of a pocket passer that can run when needed. And so they almost forced him – I think as far as the game plan goes to make sure that he stays in the pocket longer and try to have more of the, the mid you know, the mid to longer range passes, which I think is positive. Last point is Deontay Foreman is the best running back on the team. If you watch what he did when he was in Tennessee in twenty twenty, Derrick Henry goes down. If they do not have Deontay Foreman, they do not make the playoffs. Last year, Carolina was a better team in the second half after they traded McCaffrey. Deontay Foreman carried the team. His his stats per game for the full season last year was 1,340 yards and like eight touchdowns. He can catch passes. I don't know why they don't the teams don't give him enough as far as as far as uh, um, you know pass plays. But he, he's he's fine. He's he's fast enough that he can catch passes. But the point is, he's like a Marshawn Lynch. He plays like Marshawn Lynch. He's he's hard nosed. He, he moves piles better than, I think, the, both the other running backs. And I think Herbert, it was a mistake. They should have traded Herbert at the beginning of the season, and they didn't do it. But I'm saying Deontay Foreman, I was so angry when I read that he was inactive today. I don't know what they're thinking, but 
he's the best back they have. They got to give him the ball 15 to 20 times a game. That's my point. Yeah, I agree with you, ZZ. Thanks for the call. I think Dante Foreman, yeah, I think Dante Foreman is, uh, when you're looking at him, I mean, geez, ZZ pointed, like the way he hit the nail on the head there with just describing Dante Foreman. I don't know about the Marshawn Lynch comparison. I think you're you're saying like a poor man's Marshawn Lynch where, you know, he can lower the shoulder and, you know, lead with the boom. And I think that's what the Bears have been used to for the last couple of years where you have a guy that can, you know, really bring the pain and then you have a change of pace guy. That's how the majority of the NFL operates. And the Bears have switched that around, right, where they have Khalil Herbert, the the, the sneaky sly running back as the one, and then you have the hard nose. Well, the reason why you have Dante Foreman as a healthy scratch is because you bring in Roshan Johnson to be the hard-nosed heavy hitter at the, at the two. And I don't know. I just disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, of course, they understand their guys and they're the coaches. They're make their – but for me personally, I – and then Dante Foreman last week, and this is a weird soapbox to stand on, but here I am. Dante Foreman last week, you literally – you heard ZZ explain what kind of running back he is. You know, the first, like, two or three runs you gave Dante Foreman weren't even between the tackles. They were to the outside. So, um, and then Iberflus mentioned, you know, talked about how difficult it will be to, like, call defense plays and then make adjustments on the offense. So I could see why you have Allen Williams. You have someone else so that you can actually manage the entire team as opposed to just the defense. We know Lovey Smith did it, but that's because he let the offense do its own thing. And here, Iberflus is hands-on with both. Um, but the last thing you said, ZZ, was developing Justin Fields into a pocket passer. One thing that Justin Fields did do well last year was the bootleg. He was able to roll out. And then he was able to make the decision to run or throw the ball. And we haven't seen a ton. I didn't see a ton of those uh, yesterday. So we'll see. Uh, let's go to Al in Cedar Rapids. Al, another Bears fan from outside of the Chicagoland area. I love it. Love the people calling in, man. Phone lines are open again. 312-644-6767. All right, so what's your issue with the game plan, Al? Good morning, Gabe. Good morning. My issue with the game plan is just the, the stats from last year are now the same stats this year. The defense is averaging, giving up 36, 38 points a game. And the offensive game plan doesn't reflect the plan for the offense to score that many points. And all they have to do is look at Miami or the 49ers. Their quarterbacks aren't standing back there for five seconds. They're handing the ball off to a running back, and they're going right behind their offensive lines. Now, our offensive line is all beat up, and I think that goes back to coaching technique and our skill development people, whether it's training staff, our medical staff, or our pro player development staff. But they all report to polls. and. I'm not going to give him a pass, but an 18-game head coach, and that's all that he has experience as a head coach, he's out of his water. And the offensive coordinator, he was Aaron Rodgers' water boy. I don't, I don't need him to call another play. I don't need him to tell Justin Fields anything other than turn around, hand the ball off, and get those offensive linemen to go forward. And they need to run the ball 40 times a game. And that's 10 runs a quarter. He needs to throw the ball eight times a quarter. That's 32 passes. He can do the quarterback can do that, but he can't do it if the if all of the defense on the other side of that line knows that Justin Fields is going to go back and they have five seconds to get to him because the offensive line isn't going to hold up. And the offensive line they're they they're three and out, and our defense is back out there. And the next thing we know, we're it's twenty one to three, and we're in the second half, and we've already wasted all that time because there's no game plan that says, "Hey, we're going to get down the field and we're going to score three touchdowns in the first half." When was the last time we had twenty one points in the first half? We haven't had not even under Nagy or any of the head coaches. We we just don't have the right game plan. And is three touchdowns in a half too much to ask? If we scored three in the first half and three in the second half, that's six touchdowns. We'd have forty-two points on the on the clock on the game, 
and the clock would be in our favor because field position isn't going to be decided by our defense. Our field position will be decided by the offense. It's great points. Thanks for the call, Al. I appreciate it. Um, I love the mathematics that you've done because it is right. <laughs> you are you are doing the math right. That's for sure. Um, but I don't know if it necessarily if your if your square peg fits into the round hole in terms of attempts, right? Like yesterday, the Bears in total had fifty one plays. So if you want your ten rushes per quarter. That's going to eat up a large portion of the 51 the Bears were able to rattle off. And then you mentioned eight throws per quarter, which would give you 32. So that's 72 plays um, right there. So that, that, that that's – to be fair, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did have 68 plays. So just want to put that out there. They ran a lot of clock in that first half. Yeah, they, they definitely own time of possession, 35 minutes to 24. I, I think it goes back to just more of the game plan and what the Bears are trying to execute. I think, you know – First drive, obviously, Bears put up a touchdown, so that's great. But those were two big plays to DJ Moore, right? The first pass came, uh, Bears, it was like, uh, I think it was like a 35-yard pass to DJ Moore. Then they got another 20-yard pass to him. So they were able to move the ball down the field quickly. I'm sure it caught the Tampa Bay Buccaneers off, off guard. But again, it's what you do after that. Bears block the field goal, get the ball on the 50-yard line, and the, the plays that preceded that were just... It was just frustrating, right? It was a three and out right after that. So the first play, Justin Fields is sacked. I think, I think what, yeah, on that play he got sacked. Then it was the Valence Jones. So you have first down, and instead of, and this goes back to actually to Al's point in Cedar Rapids, why, why are we running the ball right there? If we can go back and try to look at how many times the Bears ran the ball on first down, it wasn't many. Or it wasn't as many as it should have been. First down, Bears should be running the ball. You got the ball at the 50-yard line. Pound the rock. You just scored a touchdown. You broke their soul. Six plays, 75 yards. You did it in two minutes and 46 seconds. On that, play, on that drive, first down, pass. Four first down, by the way. Then you got another pass on first down. So you didn't pass on either of those first downs there. Your third first down attempt, you rushed up the middle with Khalil Herbert. And then you got a tutty. Wow, that's great. That's pretty good offense right there in the first first drive. But two passes in that first one. So then when you get the ball back again after the blocked field goal, you run on first, or excuse me, you pass on first down again. So now 75% of the time you're passing on first down. See, my, my math, I did Al math there. 75% of the time you're passing on first down. Should be split a little more 50-50 on first down. And then as a result, you end up trying to do uh, uh, an end, end around with, uh, with Valus Jones on that play, on the second play, and, and then that gets stopped for a loss. Now you're forced to throw on third and 13 where Justin Fields gets sacked for an 11-yard loss and the Bears have to punt. Talk about deflating. Again, Bears lose 27-17. It's Gabe Ramirez here on the Football Monday on 670. The score taking your phone calls, 312-644-6767. Let's go to Stan out in the south side. Stan, what's going on, man? How are you? Got Stan on the south side. What's going on, Stan? Oh, hey, how you guys doing this morning? Doing good. Talk to me. Okay. Uh, I'm liking what I'm hearing from all the Bears fans. Uh, everybody is pretty much, you know, making their good points, and uh, I can't. We can't argue with w- w- what we see. But uh, I really love the other guy that that spoke to you. He broke down on how the Bears don't have the proper coaching in in place to groom these young players. And I want to just go back to when the Bears hired Poles. Okay, supposedly th- this was supposed to be. Bill Polian, he was supposed to be the brain trust over all of this, correct? Am I correct about that? Yeah, I remember he was definitely someone that they were leaning on for information. And so they hired Poles. Two days later, they hired Eberfus. They hired Poles on the 25th of January, then they hired Eberfus on the 27th. 
How does that? How does two days give give polls enough time to vet and go through coaches the pro, in in the proper manner? How does that? How is two days enough time for poll for polls to actually be able to pick and, and go through the coaches and pick the right one? Is yeah, two days enough. I, I hear you. I I think the something to be said right there, uh, Stan, is that and I do. Uh, when Richard brought it up, it was a good point. Polls, what happened was polls demanded control in the interviewing process, right? So the Bears had three finalists, and that was Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, obviously Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, and then Jim Caldwell. All right, so those were the three finalists that they were going to choose from. And then Ryan Poles was like, nah, I'm the new GM. I'm the, I demand the right to pick the, pick who I want to have coaching this team. And then that's what ended up happening ultimately. And, you know, you, you're getting counsel from the people that interviewed those three guys, right? So they're talking to you about what they think about people. And then obviously he was able to, you know what I'm saying, talk to them uh, as well to, to vet the process. So, I mean, again, I, well, my point, my, my, my point is, I think as long as you got the McCaskies involved with any of these hiring processes or anything, I think you're going to always have a problem because Eva Flew's sister is actually was actually married to Michael McCaskey. I don't know if y'all know this, okay? So it always seemed like it's some cronyism or something going on with the Bears and the way they pick. It's, it's, it's always a flaw in the process. Just like when they grabbed the Mitch Trubisky. Pace did not do his homework. He went straight for Mitch Trubisky. He did not interview Mahomes. He did not interview Deshaun Watson or anything. This is a continual way on how the McCaskies, it seems like the Bears do business, the McCaskies. And until the McCaskies is out of the picture, I think we're going to continue. I'm 52 years old, and this is a continuous problem, circle. This is the same thing over and over and over and over again with every regime, okay? This is the same thing. This guy, Eberflus, the plays uh, that they're running, it looks like the same plays Nagy was running. Yeah, okay? thank, I, I, I hear you. Listen, and it is. So, so, so that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Until McCaskey get all the way out of the pictures, maybe sell the team, I think we're going to continuously always have this problem over and over and over again with the coaching, the GM, and just the way the Bears do business. Thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, Stan. And, and I, I mean, you really do bring up one point that stands out, and it is the fact that, you know, all Bears, listen, I get it, right? Winning the Super Bowl every year is just not possible, right? So when you're building a franchise and you're trying to figure out what you're doing, like you can't hold your team to that expectation. The problem is we as Bears fans are not holding the Bears to that standard. We are not saying, hey, you know, win the Super Bowl every year. We're saying, can you get it together to the point where at least you're competing every year? Can you at least put a product on the field that consistently gets to the playoffs for a six, seven-year stretch? Can you prove to us as a fan base that you are capable of hiring the correct people that are capable of bringing in the correct people to have a team that operates at a high level? That's what we really want as fans. Then we can get to a place of holding our team to a standard of winning Super Bowls consistently. That's not what we're doing. We just want the organization to figure it out. Get it together. Hit a couple sevens in a row. Because all we keep doing is going to the casino and losing money. When are we going to win? And I think that's what most fans are asking for right now. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Should Should I take a couple more? What are you thinking over here, Tyler Ferengal, producer holding me down right now? You're, you're, you're the time guy. I'd do, say let's do, let's let's get one more in. All right. We'll take one one break in the middle and then one at the end. We'll go long. Let's go to uh let's go to Jordan from Maryville. Jordan, when you look at this Bears offense, if you were to find a solution and how to make it better, what would you say that would be? Um, I'm gonna have to rip the the band aid off, and I got I got I got to get rid of the quarterback. 
be perfectly honest with you. I, you know, you, you just can't have a quarterback who just will not make the throw that's, that's there. Just can't have it. You know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm watching the red zone, and I'm seeing the, the Washington Commanders quarterback, Howe, make dropping dimes down the middle of the, the field. I'm watching other quarterbacks. You know, Stroud threw for 300 and some yards today as a rookie. Justin Fields hasn't even been close to that, even in a blowout. You know, so, you know, I, I would have to rip that mandate off. You know, I, I felt like you today, Gabe. I'm watching that game, and I kept saying, my wife was like, would you shut up? I'm like, would you throw the damn throw ball? The ball! <laughs> throw the like, ball! Throw the ball! I'm literally yelling at the screen at a packed, it, at a packed bar. It was so embarrassing, but I didn't care. It, it, it was ridiculous, man. It was ridiculous. You remember, did you see the still shot? The still shot of when he took that sack? And Roshan, I think it was Roshan, Roshan was down the seam in the middle oh, of the end zone. Yeah, that one hurt. Yeah. That one hurt. That it's one like, hurt because it wasn't even only the seam that was open. Like, DJ Moore was open on the side. Like, there was a couple people that were open. Oh, man. You know, so, you know, and so to your point, you know, I'm ripping the Band-Aid off, man. Like I said before, 30, I think I think it was, um, I think it was golf. He, um, uh, or no, it was Herb Lawrence. He had tweeted out something about, I'm going to give him some more games or whatever. I said, man, it's 30 games. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's 30 games. It's not 13 games. It's 30 games. Like, you, at some point, you got to say, hey, this guy's not it. We got to do something different. And, uh, you know, and, and then you know, polls, he, 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 he can rest on the fact that I didn't draft this guy. Yeah. He can cut ties, start over. And to be honest with you, that's what I think I would do. Yeah, stay right here for a second, Jordan, because you're bringing up some great points. I mean, ripping the Band-Aid off, and when you talk about the red zone, I mean, anyone that watches the red zone for 20 minutes, if they flip through six different quarterbacks, every single quarterback is making moves. Every single quarterback's throwing the ball down the field, and you're just like, and every offense looks fluid except for the Chicago Bears. It has no rhythm to it. I think that's the biggest takeaway when you're looking at these these couple of games. Um, but people say, you know, it's to go to the last thing you said, Jordan, is that people are like, you know, give it time, give it time. And then they 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 clown you for having that mentality of, hey, I'm here to rip the bandaid off. Let's just get rid of Justin. I'm cool with it. Like, but but and they're like, oh, how are you uh, foolish? You gotta give yourself some like, why can't I just have this opinion right now? It's like it's like if you're dating somebody, right? And you get some big red flags in the beginning. Like, why am I still giving this person chances? Like, even though it's the first month that I'm dating this person. But if I see a red flag from the beginning, there's no point in me spending a year trying to figure out if this relationship is going to work or not. Like, it's okay sometimes in the beginning to be like, ah, you know what? The hookups were good, but ah, that was crazy. And I don't want to deal with that. So I'm going to get out of here, even though the hookups were great. And I think that's what you're trying to say about Justin Fields is that, is that, is that, is that, you know, he he's someone that 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 can get it done occasionally, but not the guy to get it done in this particular instance. But he, here's my question for for you, Jordan. When you're talking about Justin Fields, right, and ripping off the bandaid, what does that mean to you? Does that mean moving on from him this year, or does that mean still just letting him play it out and and and, and watching this this brand of football for 15 more weeks? You can't sit. You can't. You can't uh, have him play 15 games of football like he's playing. You can't do that. You know, if you if it's if it's putting Bajan in, put him in. See what you got. You know, you you know you might have a diamond in a rough. You know, you need to do, see do what you go you back? Do you go in. back to last year's offense and just try to you know win some games and have him running the ball the majority of the time? No, no, because you because we know that that brand doesn't win. We know that. You you, you if he can't if he can't read a defense and he can't get the ball out where it's supposed to be. I'm sure you've watched that that JTO Sullivan QB school. I know mm-hmm. I, I've watched watched it, it, some of that stuff is egregious, man. It's egregious. You know you can't just keep doing that. So you know I, I give him a, another game or two, a couple more games. But if something's not clicking, you got to for, for the for your for your your organization's sake, for the fans' sake, you need to go ahead and pivot. See what you have, you know, in house already. And then if that's not the case, then you need to move on next year. You have the capital, and uh, you know, move on from there. Jordan, I appreciate it, man. Next week, I'm going to be doing the same thing uh, Monday morning from midnight to 5. Hope you're listening. We'd love to get your insights after that Kansas City game as well. Sounds 
Sounds like a plan. Gabe, love your show. All right, Jordan. Have a great one, man. 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Tom from Algonquin. Tom, what are your thoughts on this game? Bears lose 27-17 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, the game was a lot closer than all the folks that are calling and all the pundits and all this and that. And I just think I saw improvement, big-time improvement, even from Justin Fields. Their 92-yard drive was rather impressive. Uh, Claypool is a beast. If he can get it together, he's a beast. And there was one series where they went in the I formation for about three plays in a row, which was rather impressive. Having Justin in the shotgun 90% of the time is a mistake. So I think a lot of it does have to do with uh, Getsy and and the schemes and blah, blah. And uh, I saw some impressive effort. 90-degree heat down there in humidity, it's the same for both teams. But I saw some impressive uh, hitting, gang tackling, blah, blah, blah. You can't make every play. And like I said, I'm going to be brief. I'm looking for improvement. And let's kick Kansas City's ass next week. Thanks for the call, Tom. And, and you, know, you do a great job, Gabe. Thank you, you Tom. And you know what? And you know what you just reminded me of is the fact that that I operate on the power of positivity. I am not a boo-hoo, bah-humbug kind of host. It's not who I am. And I am a realist, though. I can see what's in front of me, right? But I, but you're right. I do like to take the positive approach. And you, you, you reminded me that I've yet to talk about anything positive from this game. And I should. Because you pointed out some good, really good ones. The game was closer than most people are saying. It's actually true. You take away that uh, interception for a touchdown from the very end, it was 20-17 to 17 without that. I mean, that happened, right? But the game very well could have ended 20-17 had that not happened. If the Bears would have ate some time off the clock, you know, it was two minutes left, so the game probably would have ended there. You also said there was improvement. Uh, you've seen improvement. That, too, is true. Bears were better than they were against the Green Bay Packers, so there was improvement there. The problem is, you just improved to like below average. You went from like real crappy to like below average. <laughs> so there was improvement there, but maybe not the amount that we were looking for. Marginal improvement? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? I wouldn't even call it marginal. I got to be honest. Oh, man. Uh, and then Claypool being a beast. You're, you're excited for Claypool to be, to get into the end zone. You saw how happy his teammates were when he got in the end zone. I mean, there were people that were genuinely happy. Chase Claypool. Obviously, they have a different relationship with the guy. They've been around him now for close to a year, and that's their teammate. So they don't hate the guy. They just he's had a bad rap. He apologized to the team for not playing well, you know, according to reports. And apparently, you know, everything's it's all water under the bridge. And I'm sure that it was a chip off his shoulder to you know to score that touchdown. And he is someone that can contribute. This we know. I would love to see him jump up and go get a ball as opposed to a laser in his chest. Something that can get me excited. That that I will be looking forward to as well. All right. Uh, let's take some more of your phone calls. 312-644-6767. Where's my late night crew? You working? You heading to work? You getting home from work? You still mad about these bears? What thoughts do you have? What, what does Justin Fields do better than he did last year? Oh, have you seen any of that? 312-644-6767. We're taking your phone calls after this. It's a football Monday as we are live and local right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, we had a screen called, and number seven, I made a good play. One hand, he picked it with one hand and took it back. I mean, he didn't have that far to, you know, return it. But, um, yeah, I caught a screen and you know, made a play on it, picked it off, and took it back. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That sucks, man. It's like, as Justin Fields talking about the pick six and what happened, but it's almost like his tone in the answer is like when your parents, when you got in trouble and your parents are like, dude, why did you do that? (laughs) You're like, well, you know, I just was hungry and I decided to eat the last of the cookies that you got. You guys left there that you told me not to eat. It's like, you know what happened. Why are you asking me what happened? You know what happened. Like, I don't want to relive it. Come on. Let's go to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Wayne out in Lafayette. Wayne, Bears lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-17. What did you think is uh, was the issue today? What do you think is going to be the issue against the Kansas City Chiefs? Gabe, Gabe, good talking to you again, old buddy. Likewise. And, uh, Grody's, Grody, Grody's in serious pain right now, our old buddy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, Gabe, all these defensive, our, our strength is turning into our weakness now all of a sudden because our defensive backs and our safeties are taking a hit. What is Mahomes going to do to us if those guys don't get back on the field and if they're not in good shape? And, I mean, that's going to be, it's going to be a, 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 a jailbreak. And, and and Justin Fields, great guy. I think he could be really great, but I think he's just so afraid of failing that he just doesn't pull the trigger on stuff, and it's making him fail. What do you think of that, that buddy? Yeah, that, Wayne, and stay stay there for a second. I, I do think that, like Anthony Heron says a lot, he's risk-averse, doesn't want to make that pass. I think the issue is trust, right, where he trusts himself more than he trusts the guys that he's throwing to. It's not that he doesn't trust Claypool or, or DJ Moore. He just trusts himself more than he trusts those guys, and I think that's where he's at. Um, you talked about the Bears on the defense, and I wanted to ask you a follow-up question there, Wayne. You mentioned you know, uh, the, the secondary. What is Patrick Mahomes going to do? We know Coach Eberflus was calling the defense for the Bears uh, yesterday. What did you think of the job he did? Well, I think it was a step in the right direction, Gabe. I really do. I really do. And, and heck, we were right there till the end. Like you said, we were. this is a lot better than that Green Bay game. They're, they're moving forward a little bit at a time. But uh, the next, the next, the next week is going to be a real test, and I mean, uh, I don't know how how bad our defensive guys are. Gordon and uh, um, was it Jackson? I don't know how bad. Yeah. I don't know how bad they're hurt. Have you heard of how bad they how bad they are? Or are they going to be able to be back next week? Or do you know anything about that? Keep or? keeping an eye on everything, Wayne, because I think obviously everyone's going to be trying to get information and answers on the the injuries to Jaquan Brisker, to Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson clearly looked dejected as he was being carted off the field. Jaquan Brisker was able to get back, but man, he just looks fragile. Like he's like he's one hit away from just collapsing in total. Um, so the secondary was their strength. A lot of people felt that way. Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, obviously people you felt strongly about. Even Tyreek Stevenson, you felt strongly about him. I mean, I was talking to Hub Arkish last week, and and of course Hub and I will talk every Friday. 
or yeah, Friday uh, on, on these weeks. And he was saying how, you know, Tyreek Stevenson could be that superstar kind of guy. But I think he meant that if he was operating in a defense that also had the other pieces around it, if there's no Eddie Jackson, no Jaquan Brisker, and now Tyreek Stevenson is asking, being asked to do a little bit more, then maybe that's where we've seen him fail. I mean, in that first drive, he got ate up by Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Now, there were a couple instances where you could have called off or he, you could have made the argument for offensive pass interference. But, I mean, tough job the DBs have of the Chicago Bears next week, Sunday, against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score, taking your phone calls, 312 644 67 67. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, let's go to Jesse out in Cicero. So, Jesse, when you're looking at Justin Fields and you know, you said you said the approach isn't right, but are you saying the approach by the coaches, or is it is it the play calling? What are you talking about specifically? Well, thanks for taking my call, Gabe. Of course. My what I mean by that is the approach they took with them to just throw them into the mix. What was it, week three with Nagy? Um, he's never had the opportunity to actually learn how to read a defense. He, you look at Mahomes, Mahomes had to sit behind Smith for a few years, and that benefited him because Smith was a really good quarterback. He wasn't that dynamic quarterback like Mahomes, but he knew how to win. He knew how to read deep defenses and how to do the simple things easy. They threw uh, Justin in there being praised as the next, coming of God, that he was going to be the savior of the the Bears. So he has all this pressure on him to, to succeed, but he's obviously not ready to be a quarterback. He needs to take the hit. The, like I was trying to make the comparison with the Cubs, how Seiya Suzuki was touted to be the savior for the Cubs. He was going to come in and we were going to just jump on his back and he was going to take us to the promised land. I think the pressure of that was really hard on him because going from a Japan league to coming here was a whole different world. It's no different than college football. You could succeed. I mean, you look at Menzel and, and Tebow, who were outstanding college quarterbacks. Even Justin Fields was great in college. But, Jesse, but let me ask you this. Jesse, world. let me ask you this when it comes to Justin Fields, okay? You say the approach is incorrect. Do you think if there was a right approach, you, you still wholeheartedly believe that Justin Fields would be an elite quarterback in this league? Well, I've never thought he would be elite, but I expected him to be what he was like in college, you know, just productive. But the problem is he's he's not ready. You can see it in his in his facial expressions and and it just doesn't seem like he's confident that he can play this game right now. What I'm saying is they did that to Suzuki. They burst the bubble. You got to burst this bubble. Take that pressure off of him. Sit him down. Let him see another quarterback play the game for an extended period of time. Even if the quarterback is losing games, there are the quarterbacks that are there, even Bajan, showed that he was more composed. He had all that experience in college, way more than Justin. You could see his composure. He could read the defenses. He made the right throws at the right time. Justin needs to see that so that his potential can grow with that. Yeah, we right all want to see, we all want to see Justin's potential potential reach being reached, and I think that's something that we all want, right? And I think it's unfortunate the way he his NFL career started. It's unfortunate the way his career started. And I think that, I mean, it's the NFL. You have to be a gamer. You got to figure it out. All right, boom, that coach is not there. Did you see all the graphics they put up of Baker Mayfield and all the offensive coordinators he had to deal with? Sometimes you just got to go through it. You can't be pacifying people all the time. Justin Fields has been in the league three years. There's no... Get a quarterback in here to let him sit behind. This is it, Papa. It's the big leagues. This ain't college. This ain't high school. This is the NFL. Get with it. 
Let's get the work ethic up. Let's try to figure figure out what you do not do well and work on that. And then next year when you come in, you have to be better at it. That's why we've been asking the question, you know, do you think Justin Fields is better this year than he was last year? 55% completion percentage? Come on. We got to see more than that. Let's go to Doshan out in Indiana. Doshan, so what, what's your issue with the fourth downs? Well, I never hear anybody talking about it. There's something that a lack of offense is doing to our defense. They're constantly having to face their opposition, go for it on fourth down. And this will only get worse as the season goes on. We're going to have teams not afraid to do it at fourth and three at midfield. Because when we turn the ball over to the Bears, they're not going to do anything with it. It's not going to hurt us. It's sickening. I look at situations like that. There was an instance where Tampa Bay had fourth and... I think it was too late in the fourth. I thought they were going to go for it just to drive a stake through the heart of the Chicago Bears, and they ended up punting it away. That's how the Bears ended up back in that drive where Justin Fields threw the interception for a touchdown. But I, that is a great point, Doshan, where you know teams aren't fearful of your offense, and so you are going to be put in a situation where they're more likely to go for it on a third down. Sure. Today the Buccaneers were just one for one on fourth downs. Bears didn't attempt one. But that's just part of the bigger problem, right? It's like the Bears' offense. Offensive woes of the Chicago Bears. You come out the very first drive of the game, you put up seven on the board. Your offense looks great. You think you're going to score 30. Then you don't score a touchdown again until the fourth quarter when your back's up against the wall and the team's playing some, you know, cover three, drop-down coverage where you're able to just work the ball down the field. They don't care if you score a touchdown because you now two scores. So two two totally different instances, but what's happening in between? No points in the third quarter coming out flat. That first drive of the third quarter was frustrating. But here we are again. Bears, six plays, seven yards. Six plays, seven yards to start the third quarter. Frustrating. All right, let's take one more call. We got John out in Downers Grove. So, John, you're equally as frustrated with Justin Fields, but you have a solution. Yes. Um, I think we have a Purdy on the line. Uh, Bagot. Agent. Well, what, what we saw in the preseason, the guy got rid of the ball quickly. He was accurate. He saw what the defense gave him. Um, and, of course, he ran in. A couple of times, I think we we're supposed to lose next week, right? So why not take a chance and let's see what we got? I think it could be another Purdy. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think everyone would 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 want that for him to be as successful, where you can you know you can secure the starting role. I mean, geez. Of course, any Bears fan would love something like that, some success story. I think Dan Bernstein said it a lot. You know, he's doing it against, you know, probably 60% of the people that aren't playing in the NFL right now. I mean, that, that that's the reality. But to be fair, there did come a time. I mean, he did pass the eye test. We say it often. Your eyes are not deceiving you. What you have seen from Justin Fields is who Justin Fields is. You can ask for player development. You can ask for better play calling. You can ask for a better offensive line. I said it before the season started. Justin Fields, 2,850 yards was the over-under. I said, man, I think it's the under because I just can't envision him getting there. DJ Moore, 800 total yards, over-under. I said, I just it's going to be tough for me to get. Why? Because Justin Fields has not proven that he can do that consistently. Now, Tyson Bajant. Nobody's trying to sit up here and, like, when I called for that on my Twitter, it was more so saying, like, if the Bears are going to end up with a number one pick because Justin Fields isn't that guy, then, yeah, why not Why not watch a 
some other guy lose the game. <laughs> I already know what I'm getting from Justin Fields. This I know. But I'd much rather, you know, see somebody that's exciting. That's what you do know from Bajan. It's exciting. Even if he throws three picks, he might still be in it at the very end. Who knows? Let's hear Justin Fields talk about some of the stuff that he was going through. Of course, he spoke in the pregame, or excuse me, in the postgame. And he was talking about the interception being in the tough part of the field. And I, I think it's important because you heard Luke, you heard Coach Eberflus reference it as well. And he mentions, he said, yeah, when they asked him, hey, why did why why the interception? What was going on there? He said, yeah, you know, the play was called Y2 in a row. And he said, maybe the, if you listen to what he said, we'll play that part too. He talks about the part of the field. Well, listen to Justin uh, mention the same part right now. I mean, I I didn't see, like, every detail of the play. You know, I, I saw Khalil open, and then I'm guessing he just reacted back. He felt, you know, screen and um, went back and, of course, picked it up. So, but... I mean, yeah, in that situation, it's tough because, you know, um, if you call a deeper pass, you don't want to drive back in the end zone and uh, potential to take a safety. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's a tough spot uh, regarding play calls, you know, for, for Luke in that position. So, um, you know, he went with his gut and, you know, number seven ended up making a good play. So, hey, it is what it is. Oh, it is what it is. No, it can't be it is what it is. It, can't, it cannot be it is what it is. There has to be some sort of self-awareness in that moment. I cannot do that. I have to have better recognition. I There needs to be some eyes in there, you know? Man, Eberflus talked about that turnover as well and just the need to take care of the football at the end of the game. So disappointing loss. Um, I thought the guys uh, battled to the end, uh, gave ourselves a chance to win it at the end. Um, and then, uh, you know, we didn't... Uh, take care of the football at the end of it. But, uh, you know, we had a chance uh, to do that. But uh, overall, I thought the offense came out, you know, in that first drive, did a nice job uh, working down the field. We got some good shots to DJ. I thought that was excellent. I mean, listen, again, you're talking about Coach Iberflus. Of course, he's going to be frustrated. I wish I was Coach Iberflus's boy. Like, I wish, I wish he was, like, I was the guy he called afterwards and was like, Ugh, did you see that game? And then I get, like, the real conversation with Coach Eberflus. I would even love to watch film with Coach Eberflus. Because I would surely ask him, you know, do you feel in the present if Justin Fields is your quarterback of the future? That's what I would ask Coach Eberflus. And I would love his honest opinion. Olin Krutz, he was doing the postgame show. He answered that question during that thing. Yeah, just not the start we wanted from Justin Fields in this city, especially with all the hope on the fact that we finally had our franchise quarterback. We wanted him to make these plays to put the Chicago Bears over the top against whether it be the Green Bay Packers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and besides that first drive and that drive there in the fourth quarter, uh, he's looked unsure in the pocket, right? He's looked like he doesn't want to get the ball out quickly. Uh, we haven't seen that big dynamic run from him yet this year. So uh, again, now we're all taking a step back and saying, you know, is is Justin Fields the guy? Is it, like, like David talked about, is it the offensive line on him? There was six sacks. Some of those uh, sacks today were very obvious that they weren't on the offensive line. He was holding onto the ball uh, way too long on some of those plays and not getting on. He didn't, didn't even seem like, guys, he had that clock in his head today where eventually you take off and move around in the pocket. And uh, you heard Moose talking a lot uh, on, the, on, the sh- on the TV copy uh, about – you know, why don't they move the pocket? Why don't they change his launching point? Why don't they boot him out? Why don't they run sprints? Uh, same thing I was thinking while I was watching the game. But today, uh, I, I, and then like Pat talked about, the worried part about this year is, uh, do, did the Bears give Justin Fields enough talent where we yeah. could evaluate him? And if we are evaluating him right now, uh, it's not very good. 100% you've given him enough talent. And because the amount of talent is more than last year. That's what you got to be thinking about. It's more than last year, so therefore it is enough. You have to see more. It's Gabe Ramirez here on a football Monday on 670. The score, it's a Plumbers 911 football Monday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. We got a ton of stuff lined up for you today. 
course, I got you till 5 a.m., leading you right into the pregame show with Dustin Rhodes. Dan Weeder is going to be their first guest. David Hall, Mark Grody. Grody's filling in for Mully today. Olin Krutz, who you just heard from, he's going to be joining the guys at 7 a.m. Then DJ Moore, yes, starting wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. We'll talk to Hall and Grody as well. That's happening at 8 a.m. Bernstein and Holmes jumps on after. Anthony Anthony Heron's going to join them at 11 a.m. Dan Weederer will boomerang back onto the station at 12 noon. Parkins and Spiegel. They'll kick off their show at 2 o'clock. And Mark Grody, after doing the morning show, will hang out with them at 4. And then Jalen Johnson. Going to be talking to the guys at 5 p.m. So you got to be listening. 8 a.m., 5 p.m. That's when you get some Bears players. And then we got some experts sprinkled in between. All right. Let's take a break. Let's take some more of your phone calls on the other side. Again, Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. So much to talk about. Bears lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-17. But people have been saying they feel better than they did after game one. Do you feel the same? Do you feel better right now after this loss than you did after the Bears dropped to the Green Bay Packers? 312-644-6767. We're taking your Bears calls right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez live and local on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 